grasp this concept quickly. If anyone in this room is looking for an instructor, a drill instructor, a sergeant or lieutenant to get you through this academy, get up and get out now. It's not going to happen. I'm not here to get you through the academy. That's not my function. It's not my job. My job is to place obstacles in front of you. It's your job to develop a process and how to get through those obstacles and move forward. My job is to make things uncomfortable. Uncomfort, discomfort promotes change, promotes better habits. From there, it's up to you whether you develop the self-discipline to sustain those habits moving forward. Make sense? Yes, sir. If you're looking from the outside, for outside factors to get you through this academy, do not come back on the 8th. Is that clear? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Fido Talk with Dave Thompson. In today's episode, I'd like to talk about influence. Specifically, influence from the bottom up. When we talk about influence, I think it's real important to go ahead and define influence. And the influence that I'm speaking of is your personal influence. I'd like to get into how you can develop influence, how you can use influence, and what it does in terms of putting yourself in a a better position to lead and the overall team goal and the overall mission statement of your particular team, division, or organization. What I'd like to do, I'd like to start today by talking about what the definition of influence is. And that definition states Influences the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of somebody or something. When I see that definition, when I read that, I immediately go to, we have a dilemma right off the rip, right? We have a dilemma of morals. It's it's a moral choice here we can use that influence and and we'll get into how we develop it and and why the process is so important but we can use our influence in a very self-serving manner in a very selfish way or we can use that influence in an effective way, in a positive manner, to guide, develop, and and help other people grow within our organization. The latter of those approaches is certainly the most effective way in reaching the overall goal, right? To meet that mission statement. 
but it's difficult. There, there's a lot to it. It's, it's nuanced. And just like a lot of other things within leadership, it's, it's complex. So when, when we talk about how we get there, how we get to a point where we gain influence and then how to use that influence, how to leverage it for the betterment of the team to create and help develop and grow a stronger team, a stronger division, a stronger organization as a whole. The first thing we do is we have to become technically and tactically proficient. That comes back to one of the 11 principles of leadership. The, the importance of being technically and tactical, tactically proficient is that without having that skill set, whatever it might be in your profession, without, without having that skill set, you have no leverage, you have no influence, you have nothing to bring to the table, nothing of value. If you try to fake it until you make it, you're going to be exposed. If you talk a good game, but don't walk the walk, you're going to be exposed. When we talk about being tactically and technically proficient, that goes to learning the person on your left, the person on your right, the person above you, and the person below you, learning their skill sets as well. Not necessarily being a subject matter expert on all of them, but having a working knowledge. That adds value. That adds value to the team. It adds value to the organization and it adds value to the vision. Whatever structure you belong to, however it's set up within your your industry, your company, your organization. Those those skill sets, that value, that those commodities that you bring to the table are crucial. You will not be able to be effective in building relationships, professional relationships, without a commodity, without having value. One person's not going to necessarily change the world. We're not individual world beaters. That's not, that's not it. We're most effective when we position ourselves to be the strongest member of the team, of the strongest member of the division, the strongest member of the organization. If we flip the script for one second and we take the place of the leader or we jump in that leader's shoes, 
leader, manager, supervisor, whatever, whatever person has other people in their charge. And we take a look at the number of people whom we need to place some trust in. We need to invest some of our trust, right? That's a leader's com- one of the leader's commodity. It's it's a commodity and a leader holds is trust. If they're going to spend that commodity of trust into somebody, it has there has to be a return on that. There has so that person, that individual has to hold some value. That value for the individual, for that influential team member has got to be knowledge, right? Knowledge in tactics, in techniques, in procedure, in policy, in rules, in regulations, CMRs, laws, whatever it may be. That is the commodity. That holds leverage from the individual standpoint, from the team member standpoint. If somebody's going to invest some trust in me, I need to have something of value in return. If I have knowledge, if I have a working knowledge, a working understanding of my frontline leader's job description of his or hers day to day, of their tasks, of their projects, of their whatever is in front of them. If I have a good working knowledge of the steps that they need to take and can offer some value to them to mitigate loss, to mitigate poor production, to mitigate less effective procedures, then I hold influence, right? I hold leverage. My knowledge, my proficiency, my skill set adds to the sum of the whole, of the whole team. It adds to the sum of the team, the division, the overall organization. That's leverage. That's me exerting my influence for the betterment of the team. Those things don't come without stigma. There's there's definitely a downside to it. That downside is putting up with that stigma. It's going to be putting up with people who don't see it through your lens or the bigger picture. It can be construed as a very self-serving method, a very selfish type of approach. And just like anything else, everyone's perspective holds a measure of truth to that. If I feel as though 
I am a leader, if I have confidence in my skill set, my ability, my experience, if I have confidence that I can take on more responsibility and do it effectively in the name of the priorities, right? The three main priorities in the name of the overall goal, in the name of the team, and and of me. If I feel and if my frontline leaders, if they feel that my skill set, my proficiency, my tactics, techniques, procedures, my approach is better served in a leadership position, in a supervisory position, in a managerial position, or whatever it may be, and that is the most effective move for the overall team in reaching the goal, then that should happen. Where it may get lost in the shuffle, where it may fall through the cracks, is if you never exert your influence. And that is a slippery slope. Um, we can really take a, a hard look at ourselves and, and, and ask, listen, am I doing this for a self-serving reason? Or am I doing it for the betterment of the team to put myself in a better position? And one of the some of the fallout from that is that I'm getting promoted. I'm moving up to a higher level of responsibility. Once I reach that next level, that whole cycle of gaining tactical and technical proficiency in that position starts all over. And then I have to go ahead and replenish my reserves, my commodities, the things that add value from me, the things that I need that are valuable for not only my new team, the people that I now hold an appointed position over, but for the people above me as well. As that influence keeps going, and and as that influence spreads, it's a constant growth. It's a constant development. It's a constant game, I guess, of of manipulating the the skill set, leveraging the skill set. I know that everyone just heard 
that four-letter word manipulate, manipulating. Manipulation is not necessarily an evil approach. If we really break things down, if you go to school and learn a way to do something, if we take a deep dive into the way we learn, the way things are taught, the way things are marketed and propaganda and the science behind it, at the end of the day, it is a manipulation. How you do that and in the context of how you use that makes all the difference in the world. And in order to be an effective team member, the influence that you gain should be leveraged. It should be shared. If I'm going to do everything I can for my teammates, if I'm going to do everything I can for the overall mission and goal, if I'm going to do everything I can for myself, I need to leverage whatever skill sets, whether it be technical, whether it be a technique, um, tactics, procedures, etc., etc., everything we just talked about. We need to leverage that. Once we're able to do that, and that trust is built, that's where our relationships come in. We, we just touched on relationships. They're essential. They are absolutely essential. And some relationships are going to be easier than others. If you are going in to a team or are already in a team and you don't have any influence, if you are if you bring nothing to the table or certainly nothing that is effective towards the overall goal or the betterment of your team or even yourself for that matter, no relationship can be built. We need relationships. Even if they're strictly 100% very formal and professional, we need them. A very professional, formal relationship will not be effective if you don't hold any influence, if you are not holding anything of value to the other person. It just, it won't work. Relationships are important because in in any type of structured environment, we, for the most part, have a chain of command, but we also have a chain of concern. We have people we go to 
with questions. Questions that we may not be sure of, we may not want to put the questions out in a formal setting, or if we we aren't don't quite grasp something, or maybe we forgot a concept or been out of the loop for whatever reason. We need that chain of concern. That chain of concern is built on relationships. Again, if we're not bringing anything of value, we're not creating that relationship. We're doing ourselves a huge disservice. If we're doing ourselves a huge disservice as part of a team, we're doing the team, the division, the organization, the overall goal a huge disservice. It's helpful across the board. Build relationships. You can't build a relationship without influence. You need that influence. The the influence will be shown as you make decisions. And we've already hit on decision-making and the importance of reflexive and critical thinking. That's all part of the growth and development process. That critical thinking, that going through the OODA loop, Boyd's loop, and, and getting to the action, being actionable, learning the lessons, and then moving on. Once that lesson is learned, you've sharpened your skill set. Those skill sets are all part of your influence. It is imperative. So that's it for today. It's a quick hit. I I understand the um the biggest takeaway from this is build your influence. Even if you are a very new newest member of the team, build your influence. Think about your morals and principles while doing it. If it's for self-serving reasons across the board and nobody's going to benefit but you from it, well then be prepared for the repercussions cuz you that it all comes out in the wash. You will be exposed. It's not a very effective way when we are using it towards using our influence to move towards an overall goal. Everybody wins. Everybody wins across the board. And that is shown to be effective in boosting morale, boosting uh, productivity, accomplishments, confidence, and just growth and development of a, of a team in general. It's a, it's a great concept to wrap your head around. It's, um, it's worth taking a deep dive into it, honing your skill sets, and then using that influence in your own teams. I appreciate everyone listening, and we will definitely be in touch soon. Thanks. 
I want to thank everyone for listening to this week's episode of Fido Talk with Dave Thompson. If you would, please subscribe and review. It helps a lot. Uh, share the word with your friends and family. Have them check it out and provide some feedback. We'd love to hear it. Check us out at barebonesleadership.com for the latest blog and different perspectives on everything leadership. Follow us on the gram and on our newly updated Facebook page. Uh, Share your comments, your thoughts, your views. Any and all feedback is always welcome. And don't forget, keep kicking those fucking doors in. And as always, Fido. I appreciate you guys listening. Take care. And see you next time.